Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Jay. And for those of you who have never been on our podcast before, let me just introduce the show really quick. Welcome to How Did I Get Here, where we live our best lives on the internet and come out the other side knowing more, but now I'm feeling all that much smarter. And uh, we always ask this question every week, and we always are perplexed with the same answer. And it's that we actually don't know what that means. But in its core, that's what this podcast may actually be about. Not knowing things and just learning details and not knowing them even more. Because you know what they say, the more you learn about a subject, the more you understand that you don't blow. (laughs) Blow. Hit me up. You no, you he he did. He did hit me up. Blow is gonna be on our podcast soon. I haven't called him Blow before this because of the fact that I had never had an interaction with him, and I felt like our our level of acquaintance wasn't at the level where I could give him a nickname or call him by the pet name. But now I feel like Blow is uh is a good way to address him, and uh, Blow will be on our podcast sometime in the future when he's done with this album, hopefully soon, and hopefully that wasn't just etiquette. Anyway, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Check out youtube.com slash divepods for full episodes. Uh, we've had a crazy couple weeks and uh, especially with Represent popping off. And we did absolutely phenomenal. For those of you who weren't aware of what was going on, uh, I ran a campaign in coalition with Jed, the Jed Foundation as well as Represent.com in order to release merch called From Friends. Claps. And basically our campaign motto or our campaign was to extend a helping hand to whomever, wherever there's a need for such. And with that, with that motto in mind, our this specific campaign, we aimed it towards mental health and those who feel like they are in need of such. And for me personally, I decided to… Uh, work with Jed, the Jed Foundation. And thankfully they agreed to it. Due to the fact that I feel like our youth is our future. And the most important thing and the most effective way to change our future is to outline or to further educate our youth on certain topics so that they may be better qualified or better educated in order to make better educated decisions in the future. For my personal example, I feel like if I had been educated or if I had known more about the facts… Uh, that surrounded the topic of, topic of anxiety or panic disorders, I feel like I would have been in a much better state than I am today. Not saying that I'm completely out of it and like my nuts are loose, but I just feel like I wouldn't have had to go, have gone through all the things that I have gone through mentally that have drained me extremely, 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 extremely much. And in order to avoid a situation like that for other people in the future, I feel like this campaign was pivotal for me, for me as a growing experience. And it could be a monumental change for someone that's younger. That someone that could go through something similar to me. And that's about it. I don't want to talk about, talk about it too much. But that was the campaign. And it was, in my eyes, a major success. And I'm just so glad that we were able to make a change in the world. I bought sweatpants. Did you get them yet? Nope. <laughs> nice. But you know what? It's just about being part of the, the, the movement. The meat of today… <laughs> Is Wait, hold on. Real quick. We got to acknowledge who's not here. Oh, yeah. I I have been just so out of it with so many things going on in my life. But um, our… The other half. The other half of how did I get here today is not here. Alexa is not present due to the fact that she came back. Like music-wise. Yeah. <laughs> she did I not, didn't know how to like… She did not come back to the set here today. As yeah, you like, can all see. She came back to the yeah. music scene with new music. 
So please go and check her out on all her socials. You need to go on her YouTube. You need to stream the songs. You need to stream the power. And uh, just show all your support because we all know everyone here at Dive's family. Uh, especially when I'm coming back and Day6 is coming back. We all know that we're especially family because <laughs> everyone from all the other podcasts are definitely going to shout me out and play their music on their podcast. There we go. Yep. So we're going to move into the meat of today without Alexa, unfortunately. That really sucks though. Because having Alexa like really felt and it made me feel like the podcast was really moving smoothly. Well, lucky <laughs> for you, I'm here. <laughs> I think, I'm here. I think lucky is debatable. What is it? Estoy aquí. I'm here. What? I am here. Estoy aquí. You're the one from what, Argentina. What's estoy aquí? I am here. Estoy… Aquí. Aquí? Yeah. Porque sí? Estás ahí. I am you're here. You're making up words. You are there. All right, look. You're making up words. Oh my mind. All right. The topic of today is the power of names. Power of names. What could this mean? The power of names. I have no idea. So we're just going to jump into the straight up starting point. Which is number one. Seven ways your name affects your opportunities. Oh, for example, you can earn more if your name is shorter. Eh, okay, let's, let's jump into it first. People tend to stop caring about their names once they get past certain life landmarks. Getting teased for an unfortunate last name in high school. Agonizing over a nickname in college. Wondering if a spouse should change their name. After all, it's just a name, right? Wrong. Psychological studies have proved time after time that our names have a real impact on our fiscal, educational, and personal success. Interesting. Which is what makes the recent trend of bizarre baby names even more confusing. Many European surnames evolve from occupations. Glover, Baker, Smith, Abbott, Draper. And the plethora of first names that now exist are actually a pretty modern phenomenon, according to a BBC report. Until the 1800s, 50% of all male England shared the same four first names. They were most likely named after your parent or a common saint. Henry, Peter, Joseph. So basically every 90s Korean American kid. <laughs> They're all just Michaels, Johns, yes. Lukes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Paul, yes, yes. Peter. <laughs> I kind of like Luke though. Looking to celebrities and book characters for inspiration is a very modern preoccupation. As is wanting your kid to be different. As we'll discover, for some kids, that can actually backfire pretty badly with far-reaching consequences for future education and success. You've got to be wise when naming your kid. True. As somebody who's named her cat Eglantine, what? Eglantine, after Angela Lansbury's dignified but clumsy character in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I'm not one to talk. But at least Eglantine will have to navigate preschool, college acceptance resumes, or changing their maiden name. What is a name as it turns out? Interesting. I named my Roomba. Oh, it was a very human name. I keep forgetting it because it was so complex. Was it was a complex name? Yeah. Like arugula? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It was a very human name. It was a. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, it must have not have been very important. I don't know. I can ask Stream again. I can. Ask, I can ask my chat. But uh, I named it on chat, and it was a great name. But I feel like. If I were to ever have a pet, especially like a dog or a cat, I want to give them very, very human names. Like, name the dog Sally. No, that's like… Josephine. Yeah. Elizabeth. But even, but even more like plain. Plain? Like Sarah. <laughs> Sarah? Sarah… Kevin. Kevin the Kevin. cat. Kevin the cat. Kevin the cat? No disrespect to Kevin Wu, but… <laughs> Kevin the cat? All disrespect to Kevin Wu. <laughs> <laughs> What's that guy been doing? What's he up to? TikToking. <laughs> mm. 
TikTok star? Number one, you earn more if your name is shorter. Hmm. Is there validity to this statement? Let's see. A large quantity of research has gone into what many adults worry about. Is their name holding them back from professional success? According to a survey done by an online job search site, perhaps. Hmm. The top earning names for men among the site's 6 million members were Tom, Rob, Dale, Doug, and Wayne. While top earning women were called Lynn, Melissa, Kathy, Dana, Dana, and Christine. Seeing a pattern? Shorter. Shorter and wider names, which we'll get into in a second, seem to be a key to a successful career. Five letters, in fact, was the optimal length. Does that not sound like a stretch to you? No, it's not. It's a, it's a real thing. Freakonomics had a whole thing in their documentary. So statistically, they had, for example, two guys, a white guy and a black guy. They sent their resumes out because like one guy had a very traditionally white name. It was like Chris or something or John. And then the black guy had a more ethnic sounding name or black traditionally. And exact same resume, exact same like age, you know, experience, credentials, everything. Chris got a call back. Jamal didn't. So interesting. Yeah. And then um, they changed Jamal's name to like Josh or mm-hmm. something or, you know, more common white name. And he yeah. got a call back. That's that's racist. Well, yeah. So, so racist. Wow. Yeah. So names are powerful in that sense. It's all attached to like socio, you know, economic stuff. Does Jay sound white? Should I change my name? Jay is a pretty like common name. Should I change it to Josh? It's that's the part of the problem, right? That's why Korean people feel like when they go to the states that they have to make a American name, mm. you know, because they're just like, oh, my name's too difficult for them. Will cause too many problems, etc. So like. But it's more powerful, obviously, if you stick with the name you were given. Interesting. Okay. I'm actually really curious as to what the statistical studies say about this. A white name is more employable than a black one. That's… And the meme right below it says, that's racist. Because it is. I agree. This famous but seriously upsetting bit of information comes courtesy, courtesy of a 2003 study that demonstrated just how much harder it is in America to get employed with the so-called ethnic name. The study are Emily and Greg are more employable than Lakeisha and Jamal. Oh, this is what you were talking yeah. about. Oh, they sent out resumes in response to wanted ads in Boston and Chicago. The resumes either had a stereotypically white name or a stereotypically black one and were of either respectable quality or high quality. So same, same exact resume or very similar resume, just different names. And the results were pretty sobering. The whiter names received 50% more callbacks for interviews than the black names. And even if black names were attached to the really stellar resumes they still received a seriously low level of interest. White names on the awesome resumes got a 30% jump in callbacks. Wow. Scientists pointed out that having a white name equated to having eight more years of experience on your CV. That's BS. Right. That's crazy. Power of names. I mean, think about it. Even like the power of like choosing the right name for your K-pop group, right? Because mm. like the way people first react to it, it's the first thing they hear. It's the first identifier about you other than maybe looking at you. So people might have like presumptions or prejudices attached to it. Wow. That's crazy. Because what were you going to be named originally? Bruno or something? <laughs> like, what were we? Like Five Life? Alive? No, no, no. Your, your, your name. Was your name going to be? I was Brian. But then was, did your mom or something want your name to be something else? No, it's Brian Dennis Park. Oh. See, what if you went by Dennis? Would your career be different potentially? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Dennis is much… I think Dennis would have been a much better move career-wise. You're not too late. <laughs> I mean, I could change my name. But I've already learned my lesson from changing my name to Park Jae-hyung to Jay. 
that people don't know who the hell you are if you change your name mid-career. After like you've exposed yourself for the first time. And that kind of attraction, it, it de-escalates the amount of traction that you've gained within your career. So for all of you people who are social influencers or, or up-and-coming artists, stop changing your name. Stop changing your name. Just stick to it. Trust me. Um, <laughs> a lot of people have tried it within the past decade. I don't think it's worked out for too many people. Snoop Dogg Snoop became Lion. Snoop Lion. Did not work out. Now he's Went back. back. P uh, Diddy, Puff Daddy. Yep. There you go. Went back to P Diddy. Everyone still calls you the same thing because they're so used to it. It's weird. Dumbfounded when when to Parker. Went back to Dumbfounded. I never even knew about Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those are just a couple small examples. And don't change your name. Just stick to what you have. Stick to your guns and you'll be fine. Um, I think that's it for this article. That was actually a really upsetting article. Eye-opening. Eye-opening and extremely upsetting that people could still… That this is still a, a thing that could be impacting us. Yes. Could your name have an effect on your success? A 2012 study led by Erwin Newman from Victoria University of Wellington, New Zealand, shows that the easier your name is to pronounce, the more trustworthy people will assume you are. And the reverse is also true. The more complicated your name is, the more untrustworthy you seem. Really? Because I'm it's foreign. This. It's this like instinct of people who like are dealt with the unfamiliar. Right. You know? As soon as you're presenting unfamiliar… You're not going to be as comfortable, I guess, with hearing a name that you might have often heard on somebody else that you know and trust. In 2020 right? though? Maybe not in 2020. Maybe not with a modern person who maybe lives in a city or is globalized well and right. stuff and has been exposed to many cultures. But you know, you have to remember uh-huh. a lot of people um, grow up in a much smaller scale surrounding, you know. They're not like you who's in entertainment who got to travel the world and meet all kinds of people, right? True, true, so, true, true. Once again, when you meet with someone thing, someone or something unfamiliar, it's unfamiliar. It's not, it might not be as comfortable. I don't agree. I don't think you should trust less. But, right. you know, it might be because of that small scope of experience. Interesting. Um, I say 2020 because it says that the study was done in 2012. Uh, I can see where they're coming from. And I'm sure if I click on the article and zoom into it and go into the details that they'll be able to convince me. But… But for now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my opinion on that. Um, another point in that article was, what can you do aside from changing your name entirely? You could try to use a middle name. Dennis. Oh, I could be Dennis. On your resume, if it's easier to pronounce. Another study by University of Southampton and the University of Limerick. Researchers found that people with a middle initial in their name are perceived as more intelligent. If you don't have a middle name, or it's just as complicated, you could also opt to use a nickname on your resume. You could use nicknames on your resume? Isn't that completely unprofessional? Um, it's, I think it depends on the situation. That really is what you go by. It's, it's not a legal document. I mean, but if, if, if your actual legal name was Christine… Yeah. And then you put Tina… Isn't that… No. Would it? Really? It's not unprofessional. I think it's unpermi- unprofessional maybe to some people if it was like T-Money. Okay, <laughs> like obviously. <T-Dog>. But <laughs> you know, like… <laughs> I'm assuming that even using Tina out of the realm of like content creators… If you're us- using it to get a, like a… Uh, let's say like you're you're applying for an accounting position. Yeah. Within a bank, right? Wouldn't that look super unprofessional? No. If you didn't use your that's, name. That's just like a short term for a name. Tina itself is already act, people's actual names. Tina uh. Faye is… Her her full name is like Christine or Christina. But she goes by Tina Faye professionally. And no one blinks an eye. 
that's how. Wow, I'm. I I just don't know. I'm there's, not well versed a, in this. There's universe. a difference between a nickname and a stage name. Mm. You know. Also, oh, this would be considered a stage name then for your resume. No, this is a nickname. It's a nickname. Stage name is when like like Drake calling himself Drake. That's not his actual name. Oh, it's excuse me. It's actually Champagne Poppy. It's a name for the stage. Excuse you. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Poppy. <laughs> okay. All right, career coach. The power of using a name. Here's some tips for remembering people's names. Have you seen Michael Scott's way of remembering names? I forgot. Dude. That, that man is like the most un-PC, like anti-PC man ever. It only worked. His jokes only worked because of the time period that we were living in at that time. Um, but yeah. Very interesting way of remembering names and somehow worked for him. There you go. A person's name is to him or her the sweetest and most important sound of any language. Uh, not necessarily. Recently, I was in several situations where I was once again reminded of the power of using someone's name when interacting with them. In one situation, a friend was in rehab in, hospital, in the hospital, not getting particularly great personal attention until his spouse reminded him that he, the patient, had not been very nice to the people who worked there. Do you even know the names of the people who are helping you? She asked. No, why should I learn their names? He replied. She gave him some tips on how just by remembering and learning their names that he might get better care. Sure enough, it helped. I can totally see the validity in that statement. Just by knowing someone's name and constantly like, Looking them in the eyes when you're conversating with them, conversing with them, and saying their names out loud for them. I wouldn't say it's particularly sweet to hear in the ears, but I feel like it does engage another, another brain cell that wouldn't have been engaged unless their name was unlocked. Yeah, well, it's just a proof of being like you like respect them as people and their presence, you know? Mm. If they're just like service people to you and the only value of them being there is service. Then you disrespect them by not being like, you have a name. Like you're a person. That's like little things. But in business, that's actually unprofessional. It's like if you are someone who tends to forget names, it can come across as extremely unprofessional uh, and rude. I should never do business. I'm so bad with names. Yeah, just get a manager. That's what… That's Get a manager that's and what I never need. talk to anyone ever again. <laughs> that's definitely what I need to do. Like the first, you know Joan Kim? You know Joan. Mm. She told us, she was like, because she was on Get Real. She said, I literally, as soon as I read an email and it says to whom it may concern or if they misspell my name, I don't read the message. I trash it. Oh, really? Because it's disrespectful. She's like, You're, we're going to do business together and you can't even take the two seconds to figure out how to one, spell my name or know my name. My name's everywhere. The reason you're contacting me is because of like my channel, which has literally my name on it. So if you can't, take the five seconds to figure that out correctly, then we'll probably won't be able to do business together. On the flip side, you got to think about how much money she's lost because of that. That's no, a pride issue. No, it's not. I think that's a pride issue. That's not. I wouldn't bat an eye she if Drake was like, hey, Ish. Well, she, or, hey, she Ish. said, well, she joked. If it was Chanel writing, she would say, it's actually Joan. Hi, <laughs> nice to do business with you. But okay. you know what I'm talking now about? that makes sense. But that makes sense. Chanel would never. Though, you know what I'm talking about? Like, those Whoa, let's, not say, let's, not say, let's not say ne- oh they, they wouldn't they, they wouldn't make would that never, mistake they would never because they, would they are there where they are because they're highly reputable right right and they probably hold their employees to a high degree I've had a lot of situations where actually people would misspell my name in business interactions and I never really saw a problem with it I just thought I never even corrected them sometimes well you should have more self worth <laughs> I'm not worth much, guys. 1.5 million in contracts have, to buy me out. Have more self-worth. Because I've had people blatantly dis- misspell my name and yet they wrote my email, which has my name in it. <laughs> so… <laughs> I mean, that, that, like, that like angers you? 
Well, it's to me, it's just more <clears> like, oh, you're probably dumb. I can't do business with you. You're going to mess up something. Uh, you mess that up. Trust I'm not going to trust you with other things. I see. That's completely different, I guess. I guess that wouldn't be a pride thing. That would be a trust factor. And that's just you. Uh, that's like that's like using a foreshadowing of how our business curriculum is going to go. Well, it's literally, let's say your name was written on your jacket in huge letters. My name mm-hmm. is Jay. And I looked at you and I was like, hey, Brian. I mean, your name is Brian, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, hey, Kevin. And you're like, it's Jay. And I was like, cool. Anyway. Okay, see, you know that, that, that's different. That's different. That's But that's what that's it feels different. like. That's what it feels like. Yes, that's what it feels like. If it's right there, it's so easy to check. Take the two seconds to check. It, it's an indicator, if you will, of how much they actually care about the other person that they're speaking to. Okay, I, I kind of agree, but I kind of don't at the same time. I think we'll just agree to disagree. I don't know. I think I, I have a little bit more professional decor than you do. I think you might as well. <laughs> I, I also agree. I'm just, I'm not well versed in the professional you'll, world. You'll get there. You're learning. I'm just starting to write business I, emails. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I, I let me look them over because I really don't want you to write it wrong. And I do a lot of to whomever this may concern. I do a lot of those. I do a lot of those. It's easier to mess it up than to get it right. Okay. There you go. You heard it here, folks. Diane, the business philanthropist. It's it. I wish I wish I didn't consider you a friend. I would be much less tap tape if I didn't like care about your well being. <laughs> if I didn't care about your well being, I'd be silent. Okay. Anyway, that's interesting. Um, and I do agree with that. With what the wife responded with is, it's also an interesting fact that I hadn't considered before that um, social workers, a lot of people take them for granted. Because just because of the fact that you hire someone to do a job for you and you pay for their services doesn't mean that they aren't human beings and that they don't deserve to be treated like such. I completely agree with that. At a hospital, you would definitely try to go out of your way to respond and engage more socially with the people that you're working with. How I've gone to so many times where I've gotten a blood test taken and then a nurse would poke me like six times and then not find the blood vessel and be like, oh my bad, I'll be back. And then, but you keep the decorum, you keep the decorum, and then you get close to them, and eventually they're like, oh, my bad, sorry about that. And then there's an increase, you know what I'm saying? So even if she still takes six times the next time, there's a, there's a mutual respect that's grown within that bond, okay? Maybe it'll only take five times next time. I don't think, no, I think that's invalid. Your skill level does not increase in a craft due to respect <laughs> between the two people. Of the craft. Might be focused though. Ah, maybe she wasn't focused. Maybe she wasn't focused. She like this like <laughs> maybe. Very possible. But um I don't know. Respect social workers, respect people that you hire to have work done for you. Because at the end of the day, even though you are paying them for a job and though you are entitled to a good job, you are not entitled to treat them like they are beneath you because they are not. You are basically coworkers for a day or for however long that project is working. That's beautiful, Jay. Mm. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to rest your weary ears with Alexa's new comeback. Let's go. Guard up. Ready, set, 
That was Alexa's song. Please support. Please stream Alexa's comeback and add fire because we need her back here. Please, ASAP. We're going to move on to our question segment. And question number one comes from Rocky Girl. Uh, what's Jay and Alexa's perspective on how do colors affect our emotions? How do colors affect our emotions? I know that, especially because I'm so involved in the Twitch community now. I've realized that in a lot of backgrounds, people will switch the color of the LED lights to affect the emotional state of their viewers. So if they're uh, playing a scary game, they'll turn off the lights. If they are playing something more tech-oriented or something more sci-fi, they'll turn it blue. I feel like colors can affect and invigorate certain emotions and very specific parts of the brain that should be correlated to like specific emotions, right? I'm sure. I'm sure. There's a bunch of studies that say color therapy is a thing. Color therapy. What is that? Color therapy is like literally they like show you colors as like a form of therapy to induce certain kind of emotions or feelings. My ADHD would scream. There might be one for focus. Okay, <laughs> we'll look at the color for okay, focus. Okay, okay, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> okay, I I have been tried to be treated for it. Okay. When I was a kid, my parents used to sit me down and take me to this one facility where you sit down in front of this Pac-Man in an endless loop and it never ends. And they have all these wires on you and you're supposed to like look at the screen. It drives you crazy. It literally drives me crazy. I think semi, that's where I got half my anxiety. 
from six months of session with that. I don't know. It may be effective for other people. Wasn't for me. Well, guess what? what? I looked it up. The color to promote concentration and focus is green. Moving on. It's great. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure colors do have a have a an effect on our emotions, and that's something that maybe we should investigate further in a separate episode. We should investigate further. We can. Same question. Uh, this one's from Luminosora. What is your MBTI type and do you believe in that? What's your MBTI type? ENFP. Campaigner. It's a campaigner. Campaigner apparently is someone who likes to promote other people's ideas. Oh. And like make stuff happen for other people. Interesting. Yeah. I am INTPT. Okay. The last T is turbulent, right? The Meaning, T? Yeah. I believe so, yes. Yeah, like you're very like shaky. Yeah. Or whatnot. Um, INTPT is logician. And I think I'm very logical about things. Sometimes uh, my emotions do get the better half of me. But I feel like I try to stay pretty logical. You're pretty impulsive. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no. Logicians are the anti… The anti-impulsivity. Yeah, you're impulsive. <laughs> I'm impulsive about things that I've thought about. Uh-huh. No, sometimes I'm impulsive, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes I'm impulsive. That's I accept fine. that. I'm a human being. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. You're supposed to be impulsive. Beautiful. That's how you turn the page. There you go. Exactly. And that wraps up our segment for today. So send in our questions. Send in more questions for us with hashtag H-D-I-G. And let us know what should our next big question to search for be. And you can send this to us on our outlets at Instagram and Twitter at Dive Studios, YouTube.com slash Dive Studios, YouTube.com slash Dive Pods for full podcasts. And also we have a TikTok at Dive Studios. Don't forget to subscribe and to review this podcast. And hopefully we will see you guys on the next episode later. Jay. Yeah.